Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. everybody. Welcome to Midnight Snack. It's uh, Michelle Collins wearing a very unusual outfit um, in that I'm in a bikini under a t-shirt and shorts, which is just really not me, but I'm trying to make it me. You know, maybe I am a bikini girl after all. You look, <laughs> Who knows? It looks great with a big like amour right across your chest. I just You're ready for it's self amour. I'm trying to love myself in my bikini. Oh. I went down to the pool. <laughs> I've had a lot of pool drama. Hi, Dan. Dan Acton. How are you? Hi. Great. I've had a lot of pool drama recently. Most recently, always some shit down by the pool. Yeah. So I'm staying in this place where uh, there's, you know, like a a shared pool amongst all the apartments. But there's clear and it's a nice little complex. But there are clearly like a lot of people imagine like myself who are coming and going, you know, like a lot of vacationers probably. Right. They keep the grounds impeccably clean. May I just say they're always cleaning here. Um, so it's really nice. But they have a little... Sometimes it gets very busy with a lot of um, Russian children <laughs> who are very anti-Ukraine, by the way, even the little ones. Oh. Very, very strange, <laughs> wow. strange energy amongst the Russian children at the pool. But they have a little dock area. So every now and again, if it's too busy, I'll go down to the dock and whistle 
And I became <laughs> just a whistle with my legs swinging to and fro. I'll give a little whistle. I like to go. I like to go under the boardwalk. <laughs> that's where we, that's where we first made out. Under the boardwalk, remember? <laughs> oh, I miss I miss those days, Dan. <laughs> but anyways, this is this is the first episode anyone's listening to. They're like, oh, so they they used to be a thing. They're thinking. Anyway, oh, let's start that. Yeah, that'd be good, right? <laughs> Like how you wronged me. Let's come up with a whole backstory about how I'm still coming to terms with how you, yeah. how you wronged me in our relationship. Anyway, listen, I'll make it quick. So I was down by the dock and uh, a couple of days ago already, I saw they have like a, a resident iguana who lives on the property. I didn't know that he lived here until there's like a bridge, little like a metal walkway leading to yeah. the um, dock area. The dock area has yeah. six very rickety I say that because I broke one of them yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Very fragile. Mm, so freaking fragile. I guess a big lady spinning around to get an even tan is too much. Wait, what happened? <laughs> Did you break the pier? <laughs> yeah, it floated away and I'm on it like a polar bear watching it. Al Gore is there waving me off. No, I ugh, let me listen. Let me go in order. Basically, I went right. to lay there. There was no one there. There's like six. So uh, by the pool, they have nice sturdy chaises. But the ones right. by the dock, I don't know why, maybe because of the rust. I don't know. Um, they have much cheaper ones that are like woven. But I yeah. noticed actually, you know, that I, it was like a highlights for children. I can't even believe I'm bringing this up. This is true mania that some of them had four like ribbons let's call it going yeah. lengthwise with the width ones and some had six and i remember thinking well i really hope i got one with six because i know how much i weigh and four ain't gonna do it like i just literally thought that okay. and when i got up it wasn't a lengthwise one but a width one right where my ass was where i was spinning like to get an even tan <laughs> was just laying right. limp on the ground i was like oops sorry yeah. so that <laughs> that happened but in the meantime so i was laying there super relaxing there were like guys washing the a boat they're like yachts it's really nice Ooh. It's really pretty. And I hear like, I don't I actually didn't hear anything. I open my eyes and I see like literally two feet from me. He's already dying. A nine foot long iguana, but it's <laughs> huge. It's, and it's just me and him. <laughs> like massive. The tail has to be four or five. I feel like I'm pulling a uh, clueless where I was like, <laughs> I could have died. <laughs> no, but it really like this very long tail. And then, um, a very very dinosaur like really when you look at them you're like oh my gosh that that's a fucking dinosaur like yeah right it's easy to picture velociraptors when you see this thing you're like yes yeah, so here is one right here in front of me <laughs> anyway it was minding its own business i took a picture of it it was actually sort of almost cute but like i didn't want to get near it obviously and so i'm like how am i going to walk and i had a, a meeting yesterday and i'm like how am i going to walk back in time to make the oh, meeting. Oh, you have to cross. So it was like across your way of uh, exactly it, egress or ingress or whatever. Yes, yeah. uh, egress alba. <laughs> it was blocking the entire walkway. So I and I saw. I kind of walked away at one point, and you could like hear its little nails. But I don't know iguana behavior. I don't know. I'm sure they eat bugs. I mean, I don't know what they eat. Yeah. But I just felt like afraid. Like it could obviously bite me if it wanted to or scratch me and has like very long fingernails i don't know what it can yeah. do <laughs> so i'm standing sort of close to it but i really am listen i'm an adult i'm 40 i've gotten better in my squeamishness i think but i still i'm sorry it was scary i'm not used to this thing 
Like yeah. there are lizards all over Miami. They run like as you walk, they run right in front. They play chicken with you constantly. <laughs> Those I'm used to. But anyway, so I see this guy sitting in the hot tub. It's the only um, person I can see and the only line of sight that I have because it's like a very narrow little eyeball view. Yeah. And there's one guy there with his legs dangling into the thing. And I'm like, all right, this is, you know, young guy, whatever. I go, I'm going to have him just come and like help me, you know, just like, see, Dan is already rolling his eyes. Look, if wait, like, hold what? on, hold wait, on. Well, okay. What, so what's the expectation? <laughs> what was he going to do? I wanted him to like stomp his foot and like have him move. But I was afraid that if I got close to it, it was going to run on me. You know what I mean? Okay. So I wanted him to come and just like go like shoo, you know, and have it run back into the jungle there. I don't know what I want. I just needed a friend. I needed a friend. (laughs) I needed someone there. I'm sorry. Like, it just scared me. And, you know, I think it's hard for men. Okay. (laughs) Brett Kavanaugh to understand as a woman how we are raised to be frightened. This is why we broke up. I know. (laughs) I know. It was my fault. (laughs) Well, I think we could go without saying I'm an unbearable human being. Even to podcast with sometimes. I'm like, Dan, <laughs> silence. Nah. Anyway, so I wave this guy over. So first he pretends not to hear me. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm like, hi! And I'm waving my long... <laughs> crab stick arms you know i have a massive ape index i'm six foot four fingertip to fingertip google that it's one of my favorite facts about myself the fact that i'm not like a gold medal olympic winning discus thrower is one of the greatest losses to my physicality like my stupid ass cultured parents not putting me in a sport look how long this arm is like seriously that's one it's That's really great. It's so long. Look, I have yeah. I have that starting. Oh God. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it. So um my arm fat swung. Are you happy now, listener? <laughs> that you know where? Okay. Anyway, so I'm waving the arm fat around. I 62 bingo arms, calling out things, <laughs> hoping he looks. And he sees me and he chooses not to look. Like he literally sees me and just looks down and I'm like, now listen, this is like kind of a stupid funny thing. But like if something was really wrong with me or if someone was drowning or something. Right, right. What right, the right. dude? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's true. That's true. So wait. So now I go, excuse me. Hi. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just need your help. Please. I need help. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I see him and he's you know, you know, I do love a ginger, but this was not my kind of ginger. He had like um, an Alfred E. Newman thing going on. I know that's very your type, Dan, but he... I wouldn't mind. Yeah. I knew you'd like it, actually, but he what, just... What may... Horny. <laughs> edit that out. I can't deal with this. <laughs> no, I hate that, actually. <laughs> so anyway, so I he's like ginger, young, probably 24, short. And I'm like, um, hi. So he walks over wordlessly, and I actually... I'm like, maybe he's, I swear I thought this, that maybe he's hearing impaired because he okay. was so, it's happened to me before. You know what, what happened to me recently? Actually, when I was in DC, I had a deaf Uber driver and normally it will tell you when they are coming, it'll say your driver is yeah. hearing impaired. It did not yep. say it for him. And actually I took a screenshot of it. It said, cause I, I went to look back, like, did it say it and I missed it? Cause normally you notice it yeah. and it's, it didn't say it, but then it said under languages, it just said deaf. I swear. I was like, oh, language wow. is deaf. It's not a language. I was shocked. Anyway. Yeah, you probably have to. But it was the same kind of thing where you're talking and then there's, you know, because he was helping me with my luggage and I was like, oh, please let me help. And he wouldn't respond. So, you know, your initial instinct is like, are we good? Like, is everything OK? And then he was like, oh, I can't, I'm deaf. And I said, oh, so I gave a two thumbs up. Siskel and Ebert, <laughs> five star review. You get it. 
Yeah. So I'm like, well, maybe he's actually deaf. Like, and, and I'm, I need to like, you know, just chill. Anyway, How he, far away was he? Like in feet? 15 feet. Okay. All right. About. Anyway, he. I like how this is like a Judge Judy episode. About, <laughs> about 15 to 18 feet. Uh, it's hard for me to gauge. So he comes over. The iguana has not moved a millimeter. It's actually like, now it's my friend. Now I'm banding together with it against yeah, right. him. <laughs> So he turned back and has like sunglasses on like, <laughs> in little shorts. I'm like, where did yeah. you get those from? It's oh, like a little martini. <laughs> so cute. Oh my God. Anyway. So I say to him, I'm really sorry to bother you, obviously, but I'm, I'm frightened of this. And he sees the iguana and he gave it. That's when I found out about how far away his teeth were spaced, but he gave it this big grin has still not acknowledged me. Not even a hello. What's going on? Nothing, not a word. Okay. Goes over and goes, smiles, grins at the iguana. Now I'm like, oh great, now it's two against one. I can't win. And then he's sort of like almost beckoning it, David beckoning it to come closer. I can't explain it. Like he was doing exactly the opposite. Like I just, he was like, you know, hi. Like well, he was like commiserating. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So what happened? Like, so uh, then I go, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just afraid. Like I'm a sc- And by the way, its tail was like stretching. I would have to like step over the tail. Do you know what I mean? It was like one of those, right, right. it was blocking. And I go, I'm really sorry. I'm just afraid. And he went, okay, so go. He doesn't eat people. He doesn't, he doesn't eat people. Go. Now, anyone who knows me knows my mother is from Tel Aviv. I visited many times. And this thing happens with me and Israelis. And let's not get into the political. What is the word? I'm like, don't even say geopolitical. Yeah. But let's just for one second just talk about the people, which is that I have uh, my only family is in Israel that I have very small family because of obvious reasons and um, iguana deaths, obviously (laughs) (laughs) never forget. And um, no. And, and I've been a number of times, but this thing always happens to me where I'm like, Oh, I love, cause it's a beautiful place. And some people are very lovely there, but then you kind of forget what Israelis can be like. And I've had experiences there and I'm not, and people are always like, you're so negative against Jews. These are my people. If I cannot be negative against my own people, I have to be, I love Jewish people. I'm proud to be Jewish, but I'm just saying yeah. sometimes things happen where I'm like, you're not making it easier for us. You're just when not. An, when an iguana is in the mix. <laughs> yes. I love how I took it so serious. But the point is, when I heard his Israeli accent, I was like, this motherfucker. Like, oh, <laughs> you're going to start with me? I, like, I knew exactly who he was. I was like, okay, got it. That's why I don't talk to like 99% of my cousins, because they're just fucking assholes. <laughs> I was like, okay, got it. And so I was like, oh, are you Israeli? My mom is from Tel Aviv. Like, I was ready to now fight him. I'm like, I will actually, I hate this person. <laughs> And I was like, oh, are you Israeli? My mom is from Tel Aviv. And he walked away silently. He didn't say another word to me. <laughs> he walked away and went upstairs. He took his towel and left. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He had enough. But like literally people, just so you know, and Dan and anyone who's ever met me, know, I am, Dan, back me up. I, <laughs> he's laughing too hard. I'm like getting upset. <laughs> I am so charming. I'm nice. I thought he was rolling, he's rolling his eyes. What? I said, no, I said you were very easy. Yes, yes, I, I was wasn't. I'm backing I you up. I'm backing you up. I yeah. thought you were like, easy there, big fella. You're not that whoa, charming. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
let's, uh, let's uh, back it up. I was really going to get mad. I'm like, well, why don't you call apartment 622? I think he'd like to talk to you too. Um, so no, so he left and I, I was just like really like, uh, it really enraged me. It, in a way, he did me a great favor because I completely forgot about the iguana. I was so pissed. Right. I, was like, I was like, oh my God, I've never, you know, and then I started thinking it's possible. He didn't have any of the um, accoutrement that the Orthodox have. It is possible that he's an Orthodox Jewish guy, which would explain his complete ignoring of me as a woman oh. in a pair of shorts, you know, like, oh, you think so? Huh. well, okay. I'll tell you that if he is, if I see him with his tzitzis and shit walking around, I'll be like, okay, that explains because they're not raised to treat women with any respect. I mean, just full stop, full yeah. stop. Not all of them, but it's like any religious faction like that. You know what I mean? Not all of them, but yeah. I was like, all right, if he's Orthodox, maybe he grew up in a kibbutz. He's never talked to a woman. And here I am with my long triple D's hanging out, waving him down. But also he had his shirt off in shorts. You know what I mean? Don't also tempt yeah. me, Moish. <laughs> you know, don't also tempt me, Moish. <laughs> anyway. So, so, so did you actually like have to step over the iguana? I did. The and then I, and it was there. fine. It was so nice. And then it actually did walk away. They're really funny. Like I, I'm really trying to desensitize myself to it because I'm sure it's the same one that's always there. And yeah. I talked about it on my serious show and someone DM'd me to be like, Oh, whenever I go to Mexico, they're always around. They are really nice. And actually, if you bring fruit to it, you can make friends with it. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. that actually seems cute. Like I feel, but yeah. <laughs> I would need someone there. I like it for me to do it alone would scare me. I need like a buffer person. That's the problem. I'm very codependent when it comes to creatures like that. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, somebody but, like um, you bring over the mango and peel it. And then somebody else is just like extending the arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'll bring chopsticks with me. So I have like a three foot, two foot yeah. buffer. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so there is that. So that was my iguana story. It wasn't there today. Then today I was like, oh my God, I have so much fresh fruit in the fridge and I'm going to New York tomorrow for a night. So uh, I'm like, maybe I should go leave your door open. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's wearing all my tunics. I'm like, yeah. Charles, <laughs> Charles gets like in a talented Mr. Ripley. He's like wearing all my things. Charles, get out of that. <laughs> anyway, um, so no, that's my new goal. And also, I um, have noticed that the local squirrels. I'm my joke. My joke about that story is I'm making a movie about it called Jumanji, but it's J E W. Thank you very much. <laughs> Episode <laughs> right, title. Okay. It's not bad. It's not <laughs> yeah, bad. It's <laughs> Jumanji. Um, Isaac Mizrahi is our guest today as well. We do talk about Judaism too. So there's a theme today, and I believe the name of the episode will be Jumanji. Now, I love it. Um, Dan Acton, let me just yeah. I'll open by saying, now let's talk about Dan. Dan, who is no longer on Facebook, had a birthday two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, about. Yep. Um, and I, because I only know about birthdays on Facebook, which I admittedly check once a month tops, um, missed it. And then I felt like the worst friend alive because that made me feel bad. So I want to say happy birthday. Oh, thank you. That's very nice. Uh, and I completely understand. I don't use Facebook anymore. I just don't know. I've, I've, I've accepted that I just won't know anybody's birthday unless they tell I, me. In that's how I feel too. But I'm I taking Dan and I won't say where yet. We can talk about it next week to a mm. very elegant dinner tomorrow. Arguably my favorite New York City restaurant, I must say. It oh, is. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. It is uh it is chic. I actually when I'm packing, I'm gonna plan a look like for dinner. I'm excited. Wow. 
I'm really okay, excited. Is, it's like a night. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to uh, make sure that I have like nice enough pants. No, you can wear just like a, a chino or something with a button down. That's fine. Oh, okay, fine. It's not like we'll do that. tuxedo style, but it's it's just a nice fancy place. All right. All right. I'm excited. So that's going to be fun tomorrow. And um, how was your birthday? No, what else did we uh, have to talk no, about? It? So, so like, <laughs> well, what, what, ha- I mean, my birthday was great. Uh, people, people came and, and had fun. Uh, we were back at the Cardiff Giant. It was great. Oh, our old um, hangout. Yeah. Is yeah, this one or two years since? It must be a year since our Cardiff Giant episode. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Yeah. Go on. Um, so something, something actually at the gym happened that was really satisfying. Oh no! So I don't know. So I go to uh, a very cheap and pretty small gym, uh, Blink. That's like two blocks from my house. Blink if you need help. Is that there? Blink if you. Yeah. Is that their slogan? You, blink twice yeah. if you need help. Yeah. <laughs> Just heavy set women blink. outside blinking. Like please. Um. So there's this guy every day Uh-oh. that goes at the same time as I do, and he sets up. You know, some people like take up a lot of space. He really takes up a lot of space. Ooh. There's not very much equipment. So he'll set up at one of the cable machines, then drag over from across the gym, like a bench <gasps> that he puts like four feet away. Then he grabs the, uh, you know, the dumbbells, several sets of dumbbells and all the, like the main ones, right? Like thirties and forties and whatever sets them all up like Stonehenge. Uh, put throws out like a beach towel on the ground. Wow. Gonna, and, and then he doesn't even stay there. <gasps> he will set up this like entire space that's like 10 it's feet. It's like a survivor around. challenge from what I'm picturing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's so maddening because like you have to wait to like use stuff. Like yeah, it, it's yeah. a small gym. And then he'll go over to the other side of the gym and like <gasps> do his thing where he has like another, you know, whatever. Wow. Um, so finally, I, I, I always thought like, I don't talk to anybody at the gym and I always thought it was kind of me. Cause like people do all kinds of annoying things at the gym in my mind. I totally know. Yeah. <laughs> well, some people set up like tripods where they film themselves. Oh my God. By the way, I don't know what that's. I would have, I would go nuts. You know, when I go to the gym, I go looking like Missy Elliott in a hefty bag. Like I don't go looking cute. Yeah. I'm like there. And by the way, I've not been in a professional gym setting outside of a Pilates studio, that kind of a yoga studio in many, many years. I actually can't remember the last time. If I saw people filming, remember that girl? Wasn't she like a bikini model who like had to pay a fine or go to jail because she filmed a heavyset woman in the dressing room in the oh, locker yeah, room who was like yeah. naked? Oh, that's it, I mean, that's obscene. Hold on. Obscene yeah. criminal. A hundred percent for me that filming me like on the treadmill is bordering that. I'm like, that is I don't even want people looking at me on the treadmill like I don't want to be looked at. Honestly, I don't know what it's for because there are mirrors. So if you're checking your form or whatever for your fucking like, tiktok and shit look in the mirror are, are you oh, bro. it's well, so people, people can not brag about it online like that's the whole Ugh, point so nauseating yeah anyway go on um but my i'm so like passive aggressive that every time i see somebody doing that i i ask i have a shocked look on my face like i don't know what's going on <laughs> or what's happening like wow are they filming a commercial that's can they, i think that they understand it <laughs> anyway it's so passive Wait, can they if any listeners um go to blink <laughs> and have filmed dan can we put a mega mix <laughs> together of all of your shocked faces because i would love just a full yeah 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 oh my god exactly wow <laughs> who's here some big star <laughs> wait so i'm anyway, trying to know what happened yeah so yeah so finally i today uh i go in and i noticed like 
One of the other like regulars who's actually in really good shape, shredded. Also, his shirt was shredded too. Like I, I was expecting this person. Okay. Just, whatever. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Starts like talking <gasps> shit about him to some of the other people, and no. they're like, "Yeah, we know." Blah blah blah. And so it gets to like critical mass of like three or four people that are always there. And they're going to tell this guy off as soon as he comes back. He's wow, this is exciting. Yeah, it was great. Oh, my God. So, so then they talked to some guy who I think is the manager, but he was like working out at the time. And they were like, we really have to do something about it. And I'm like, you know, pausing my podcast and trying to listen. But I'm like, a little too far away, actually. You're still and making that face. This, What's I, happening? Yeah, I, is there a I know, I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then like, I... um. I had already been on my little machine for like 10 minutes, so I couldn't really stay there any yeah, yeah. longer for it to happen. So I, and then I was trying to like stay in the area, but the, the water machine was I mean, I don't working, need these. So this is no, too many details. I think we I can all agree. Anyway, so what happens? Okay. You walk so, over. So anyway, so they start, so the guy pulls, so the manager of the gym starts pulling over the guy and starts arguing with him <gasps> and telling him they can't do it. And he's fighting back. Really? Yeah, he's like, and it turns into this like five minute discussion, and he's like holding up his right to like do whatever he wants and like set up however. So we'll see what happens tomorrow, but I'm very excited. I don't know. Wait, it was, excuse it was like me, that is the worst end to that story. I thought they were going to ban him get from the gym. Out. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. So hold but on a minute. So far, the story yeah. is just that he got yelled at by the manager. Yeah. Well, I'm waiting for the big... I, I need the big finish, babe. What is this? this so we'll see what hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. This isn't funny, girl, Dan. This isn't... Uh, <laughs> I need to be entertained, hon. I need to know what happened. By the way, speaking of Broadway hits... <laughs> yeah. Well, two things. One, the fact that... I love how we never talk about anything cultural except rag on funny girl. That is like the one thing that the two <laughs> what of happened us now? Yeah. will gladly do. Well, it got pretty much shut out of the Tonys, which is, yeah, I guess, unsurprising. Well, but I imagine yeah. for a little beanie, for a little beanie Effie, that it had to hurt a little bit. Effie White. You know, had I, to I, hurt. I, I guess so. I don't know. I, I, I still like her. Did you hear this story? And actually, I want to pull it up that uh, I didn't read it on my show because I was like, oh, this is some Potter. I'm going to save it. Harry Potter. So there was a story. Uh, where else? My paper of record, the Daily Mail, full of lies. Mm-hmm. Read it daily. <laughs> so this woman went viral. Her name is Amanda from Australia, which means I can use the accent. She's a mother of two. She's writing a book about her story, which is that. And she went viral. She she put a little clip of her story out. Um okay. She was married for 14 years, has two children with her husband, met a stranger, oh. decided he was her soulmate. Yes. Left. This is this is like arguably this actually should be a movie, except it should be like a, an, the anti-rom-com decided <laughs> that this man was her soulmate. OK, lunatic. Anyway, <laughs> leaves her husband and then the guy, her soulmate, rejects her. Yes. Oh, brother, I love it. Let me read a little have, bit about this. What were you going to say? I, by the way, I pre-ordered her book. Did when you? Soulmates, yeah, when soulmates say no. <laughs> also, lunatic. Imagine also, <laughs> let me just say, imagine thinking someone was your soulmate. Then you get rejected. Okay, then you still write a book called When Soulmates Say yeah, No. He's not your soulmate. That's what he's saying. You have delusional problems. Exactly, Wait, right. Can I read about it? Because I actually, so the, uh, there was an extract from her book published in the Sydney Morning Herald. May I read it? Yes. All right. Should I do accent or no? Mm-hmm. 
I'll try it <laughs> and then we'll see. Uh, she says, I wasn't expecting, I'll start regular because I already feel like it's annoying. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a formal dinner with cheerful conference attendees in the beautiful Western Australian town of Margaret River. Ooh, I bet it's full of iguanas. Ooh. Except I bet the guys there are like, oh yeah, mate, be my guest. I'll block it for you. Don't worry at all about it. Come on over. Step over its tail. I got you. Instead of, okay. <laughs> it doesn't eat people. Let's go. All right. I ha- I had a good life. I wasn't looking to upend it. Or was I, Dan Acton? I had decided only the week earlier to attend the three-day event with my husband. Oh, now that complicates things. I didn't know her husband yeah. was there. Oh, it, yeah. It wasn't the family uh, holiday plan we had looked into, blah, blah, blah. Um, but she wanted to go on a break, so they all went. They went into an oak panel dining room. Ah, nothing says romance like oak, I always say. (laughs) They sat at this long table. Her husband sat to her left and started chatting with another couple. Wait, I'm like getting turned on. It's like penthouse bar. I was reading this. (laughs) No, it's very, yeah. It's It's erotic. As I settled into my seat, I looked up and immediately lost my breath. Now, I will tell you that I've had this happen before. I, I can remember times in my life where I've looked at a man and it's like, you have that, you have it. Yeah. You just it, like, I can, it's rare, but I can put myself in my body at the time of seeing certain people. Me too. Do you know what I mean? Yep. But it's, it's a really rare thing. And I'm, I'm trying to think, wow, I can think about it for a handful, but one of those people, funny enough was Brad Pitt. And that's not a joke. <laughs> so it's possible. This guy was just super hot. Like, what did he say? Uh, Soulmate Brad Pitt. He rejected me. Also, and it, wow. also surrounded by oak paneling, imagine. <laughs> so she says, uh, there was an instant familiarity that ran deeper than water, water cooler chat. These eyes had locked before. These eyes had <laughs> locked before. 12 years earlier, his name was Jason. I hadn't forgotten. Oh, so they had met before. Oh, she's been like, uh, what did someone, Rob Delaney said, instead of jacking off, he calls it jilling off. <laughs> Oh, so she's been jilling off to Jason for a while now. I see. It's so funny. (laughs) I saw jilling off. I died. Throughout the dinner, I was my usual animated self. Okay. Code for annoying. I was, after all, in sales. Uh, The group chatted happily, all of us enjoying a conversation. As the entree was served, Jason, in front of her husband, Dan, offered me a sip of his wine to taste the robust old vine Shiraz. My drag name, Ooh. Old Vine Shiraz. <laughs> <laughs> After a little banter and coaxing, I accepted. Okay, sex game at dinner. <laughs> Over the course of the evening, my attraction developed. I became aware of his every breath. Oh my God, this is like a real lunatic. I unconsciously yeah. mirrored his pace. Oh, that's a funny thing you do in dates sometimes where oh, someone's like doing funny, something yeah. and then you do it. Mimicking. Yeah. Um, I caught myself looking at his chest through his slim fitted, I'm turned on, white evening shirt. This is going to be me and you at dinner tomorrow night. I'm yeah, like, know, oh, that's what I'm wearing. Damn, your, your evening shirt. <laughs> so slim fitting. <laughs> so slim. <laughs> so slim and so fitting. Um, when dessert was served, he offered me, okay, what are they feeding each other over the freaking table in front of her husband? Yeah, I mean, well, what's the husband doing? Yeah. yeah. Chatting animatedly, I'm assuming. He offered me a sample of his decadent and oozy. I can't believe you bought this book, Chocolate Pudding. <laughs> this is some of the worst writing. I'm sorry, Dan. Dan. I declined. 
but he scooped up a generous spoonful. I'm picturing like Ike Turner and fed me across the <laughs> table anyway. Eat the pudding, Annie Mae. <laughs> Uzi. They were very familiar. Okay. By the time everyone left the restaurant, my senses were on high alert. The energy was somehow charged. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. She was turned on by him. Like yeah, yeah, she was exactly. physically horny for Jason. Right. So at the hotel bar, meanwhile, is her husband just like in cuckland? Where is I he? I don't understand. I don't, I don't get understand. It. It's a table for three or something. Like, I don't get it. Mr. Waiter, give me a <laughs> table for three. You know that song, Table for Two? No. Oh, my God. I've never talked about that song on the show, Colonel Abrams. Everybody stop the podcast. Go into your music app and download Table for Two by Colonel Abrams. It is one of the funniest <laughs> songs. He has a very tragic history, that Colonel Abrams. But, ugh. It's such a... You've never heard Table for Two? No, no. Mr. Waiter, give me a table for two. Give me a table for two. Put us by the window with a nice view. It's such such a good song. It's such a great workout song. Anyway, so now they're at the hotel bar. They're drinking rosé. My body was charged. I was on. I mean, this is just at this point, she's uh, jilling off all over the page here. Yeah, right. I want to get to where he rejected her. Bar called last drinks. This isn't over. I need to see you again. He put his hands around his waist. This is a, you know what this is? This is Bill Paxton and Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lies. Oh, yeah. This is a woman who's been married (laughs) for 14 fucking years, probably with him for 20. Not feeling it anymore. Wants to barf every time she wakes up and looks at her her stupid fucking husband. Comes in. Jason with his pudding and his slim fitting shirts, <laughs> pudding free, and is wooing her and romancing her, and she's falling for it, you know? I love that movie, True Lies. It's so good. She says that it was like an out of body, but she says an in body experience. Good oh, night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the worst written things. You bought the book it's after like, reading this. It's terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Less than a month after meeting Jason, we had no communication with him. I ended my 14-year relationship. <gasps> Psych. Uh, you know what? Her husband is lucky. Her husband is lucky. Yeah. Oh, you, absolutely. You know who isn't her poor children, though? I ended my 14-year relationship with my husband. The woman who had always been so careful, so planned, so organized, <laughs> and so clear. Was she? Was you know she? she's in sales. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Animated in sales yeah, about right. the path her life would take had just uh-huh. made the most dramatic decision of her life. Okay, Bachelor. Yeah, right. Wait, is that it? Where's... You have to read the book. This bitch. I That's why see... I pre-ordered it. <laughs> Are you kidding she's, me? she's jilling us all off to uh, like read her stupid book. This bitch just jilled all of us off and I fell for it. <laughs> I am so pissed but no excuse me so a lot of people on twitter were like why would you i'm looking at a picture of her she also looks like she has quite a long ape index might i just say she looks quite tall um yeah i did like her website isn't she like offering like counseling to people now or something this woman is offering counseling yeah please please (laughs) don't do what i did I mean, I can see, look at how funny she's like. She's like, oh, Jason, he gave me resigned pudding. I couldn't help myself. I always promise I'll never eat chocolate in public, but when Jason offers it to me, I can't help but say yes. <laughs> this is just insane. But it doesn't even say here where they got, where she got rejected. Oh, Jason, she was left single. Listen, 
This is someone who needs professional counseling. You know, this, you know, what's funny is that in my more immature years, when I would hear about couples counseling, I always thought, look, if you're going to counseling, it's very hard to, I think, make it stick sometimes, you know? I always, I always I think, used to think that, but now I'm like, I agree. no, you, you actually need it. Because we're old. I should do it. I know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's because we're old. Because I used to think, oh, God, counseling. To me, I'm like, okay, you're just paying someone 500 bucks an hour to help you break up. Yeah, right. To help soften the blow of a breakup. That's what it always felt like. But no. No, I get it. This is someone who needed like a voice of reason, an iguana on a big leather sofa. <laughs> <laughs> I love that iguana. Wait, I can't stop thinking about that iguana. That's my soulmate. I wanted to like feed me rosé. <laughs> um, anyway. Well, I guess that's basically it. Um, like he should scoop her. The, the husband should scoop her because the book hasn't come out yet. I forget. It, it comes out in, I think, a few weeks. You know what? Now we're getting somewhere. Wait, can we try to find her husband and get him on the podcast? That would be so yeah. funny to be like, talk to me about her. <laughs> What's her name again? I feel like it's like Twilani, like it's going to be some Australian <laughs> name. It's uh, Amanda Trenfield. Hi, I'm Amanda. I left my husband after 14 years. <laughs> Ugh, all right, I have to go clean. I'm just, I'm, I'm in mania mode. I have so much to do. Uh, Dan, how terrible do I look for the pool? Not horrible. No, you look great. You know. Perfect for the pool. I'm leaning into just being a, just being a lady at the pool in a bikini and not giving a fuck. It's working. Thanks. Well, happy birthday. I cannot wait to see Dan for dinner tomorrow and be so classy. I can't have too many martinis because I'm doing the Today Show the next day. So I have to be. Yeah, maxing them out. Yes, tune in to see me. I think they're airing it Friday. I'll be on the Today Show with my girls, Hoda and Jenna. Uh, So be sure to tune in. Also, you know, a lot of you love this podcast, and I can't tell you how much that means to me genuinely. Like, I feel like just everyone is very loyal to us and very sweet. And if you like, you can tell your friends and family to listen to. I always say, right? You know, listen, it's just we like to shoot the shit. And that's that. And if you like us, you can leave us a review. And if not, go leave a review for the guy who lives down the road, the, the iguana guy. (laughs) <laughs> Give him five stars. Y'all should chat. Um, all right. Well, I'm very excited about our guest. We have the great Isaac Mizrahi. He's wonderful. He's so funny, so talented, and very lovely. Uh, and here he is. Well, guys, um, I love welcoming a fellow Jew with incredible hair. That's just uh, any time a Jew with good hair comes through, I say yes immediately because I have to connect with my people. And you know him as one of the great fashion designers. I've bought many of his things. Um, great hosts. I would also kind of call you a comedian. I find you very funny. And he has a new play slash musical. He's going to tell us all about it called Third Bird. It is at the Guggenheim in uh, June. So if you go Guggenheim, go see Third Bird. The great Isaac Mizrahi. Isaac, it's such a pleasure to have you. Hi, Michelle. How are you? You do have good hair, I must say. Oh, my God. It's really good today. Look at this. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. We have good hair. Lucky us. Babe, it's everywhere. See, as a man, you don't have to laser. I have lasered from the eyebrows down. You don't even know. Oh, my. Well, I have no eyebrows, as you can see. <gasps> wow. It's, it's weird. I have very, very faint eyebrows. I used to have them. As you get older, darling, you lose your eyebrows. And now I do this pathetic thing where I fill them in with pencil, which is like, you know, <laughs> really dumb. But You and my mother. You and my mother. What pencil do you like? Anastasia? What's your pencil? I forgot the name of it. It's it's very greasy and it's fat and it looks like a smudge, which I love because I think eyebrows on men look like smudge 
as opposed to shapes, you know? I know what you're saying. My eyebrow always looked like a smudge. So this really re- replicates my eyebrow. And it's like a smudge. I'm not kidding. No, I believe it. And, I, and actually, your glasses kind of mask it anyway. So you don't really need I it. I know. Well, exactly. Exactly. Well, first of all, I want to talk about this uh, starting off by promoting what you're in, what you've written. And you may not know this, but I actually went to college with Nico Muley. We were friends in school. So I've known Nico forever. That's amazing. Yeah. I've known him forever, too, since he's about nine or 10 years old. A friend of ours, Myra Kalman, met him in Rome, and then they all moved back to New York City, and we very quickly met. Incredibly talented musical, you know, prodigy, and he was so fascinating to me because I like music. I like the subject of music. Um, and so we became like friends very quickly, and I, I love him. I just think he's so funny. And what happened was, you know, I've been doing this this presentation of um, Peter and the Wolf for about 15 years at the Guggenheim. First, I started by doing it in collaboration with different artists and, and this orchestra, the Juilliard Orchestra. And then it became this show that I ended up directing and costuming and narrating. And it became this dance show, which was choreographed by John Hagenbotham. It was a collaboration between me and John. And then me and John went on to work on a couple of other shows. And then in the in the pandemic, you know, I, I my whole life I've been thinking about writing this companion piece to um, Peter and the Wolf. And John contacted me in the pandemic, you know, in those months, because the Guggenheim had contacted him about a commission, you know, because what's so great about works in process is they... I I think more than any other arts organization, they commissioned more pieces during the lockdown than than anyone. And so they commissioned John and he approached me and and, and I said, well, you know, darling, I've been thinking about writing a companion piece, Peter and the Wolf, my entire like existence, because it's a very, very special thing to me. And when he presented it, you know, I was very excited, but I didn't necessarily want it to be this kind of lockdown thing. I thought, well, let's take this really to a greater level. And I'll ask Nico to see if he wants to write music because I have this libretto in me, you know? And so immediately Nico said, yes, you know? And so immediately we started working on it. And that was, I'd say two years ago, like right about six months after, after COVID hit, we started working on this together. So that was honestly kind of an incredible time for creation. I feel like there were so many amazing projects and just like kind of artistic spirits that came out of lockdown. Don't you think so? Even for myself, like just, I think having time to shut down was obviously the pandemic's been a nightmare, but for some people, it was actually a way to kind of refresh and gather up things you've yeah. wanted to do for a long time, you know, in this for case. Sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I have to say something like for me personally, I don't do much else besides work. Mm. So like even during the pandemic, I was just working constantly. And there were a few weeks, like three or four weeks where I was kind of, it was hard for me to concentrate, you know? Yeah. And, and I think you're right. I think in those weeks, in those maybe month and a half or two months, it was a really, really good kind of, and then from there we started learning how to how to take this whole new world. Right. You know, we took the new world on, darling. We're doing it. So, so it's a very, very big, crazy consideration. Luckily, I think we're at a point where it's not going to end exactly, but I think we've kind of acclimated to. You know, that was a dress rehearsal, and now we kind of have it. You know, now we kind of have the idea. 
A hundred percent. Well, I also feel like when it comes to this uh, world we're living in, like we're just all like, okay, we're just going to get it and probably won't die from it at this point. But that's where, you know, everyone I know is like, well, at this point, I went to the correspondence dinner Saturday night and I'm thinking if I'm going to get COVID, let me get Kamala's COVID. You know, let me get it from a DC operative instead of someone at Costco. That's how I felt. Exactly. Well, I, I agree with you. Mm. Uh, but on such a scale, I mean, it's like, you know, there's COVID and there's this crazy Russian Ukraine thing that threatens to become this bigger thing. And then there's the science fiction of, 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 of the Supreme Court that we're living through right now. It's ridiculous. I know I can't really even talk about it. It's not even I can't believe that we're living through this, you know, but I knew it. It's not a surprise. I knew the minute that those two justices were, were oh. you know, the, the second justice was confirmed. I knew I knew they were already developing cases because, you know, they're always developing these cases that yeah. might return. I knew they already had this all their ducks in a row. Whenever I see someone with such dead eyes as an Amy Coney Barrett, I think they're up to something. When the eyes yeah. have no reflection, as hers don't, there's very sinister things happening in there. And my whole thing, and I, I've said this, you know, I have a radio show, I've said it there too, but I'm ready for the Democrats to become assholes. Like, when do we kind of uh, buckle down and say, we're also going to be soulless, moral-free yeah. dicks? It's time, Isaac, I think. I don't know. I mean, I, I know what you mean. I think it's time for us to, like, take these kind of desperate measures because yes. we have to meet desperate measures with desperate measures. hundred percent. You know? I have so many questions for you outside of abortion. That was the first thing I wanted uh, to bring up, abortion. Right. And then I wanted to go to your life. I'm fascinated that you went to yeshiva because I think most people who meet you, who have seen you, you don't scream yeshiva boy to me. And yet I have questions. What what was your experience like growing up in, in obviously a religious home, I'm assuming. So what was that like for you? It was really not so pleasant, I have to say. I mean, I had, I, I had a perfectly like, you know, legitimate childhood. I wasn't abused and I wasn't uh, sort of, I, I was, I, I had everything I wanted. I was very well educated, mm. but you know, I was, I was very miscast or something like it was the wrong, it was really the wrong place for me. Mm. And, and, and funny, like for the first kind of number of years for the first 13 years of my life, I felt so trapped and so claustrophobic. And I think, I think I was like severely depressed, you know, because I didn't, I didn't have friends and I was sort of like, I, I was ostracized because I was so effeminate and because I was creative and I did not understand God. I didn't understand religion and the way it was being taught to me. And so it was not such a great scene. Um, and then I was so lucky in eighth grade when I was graduating grade school, I was discovered by my English teacher. She kind of singled me out. This, this woman who was actually very religious, she, she, she recognized that this was like the wrong place for mm -hmm. me, the wrong trajectory for my life, you know? And she recommended that I audition for performing arts high school. And she helped me and I did. And I accepted and she helped me you know she helped me um convince my parents that it was the right thing and they i ended up going to performing arts high school on 46th street and broadway wow. for those four years and it changed my life and the first year was so insanely kind of uh what's the word explosive in, in terms of how different it was that it, it was it was a frightening year like there were moments when i might have retreated because it was so scary but luckily i persevered and, and and honestly 
I, 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 there was, there was really no, no real chance of my, 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 my abating, but, but it was scary. And, but the minute I got it, it was like, wait a minute, the world isn't a horrible place. The yeah. world is a wonderful place, you know? And so the yeshiva thing quickly turned around and I, and I, and I guess I developed my skepticism about all of those things since that, you know, since attending performing arts high school, I've become very skeptical about religion and about family and, you know, I don't really buy into all that stuff. I don't, you know, do you I mean buy into family. I'm curious. Well, you know, I, 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 I like my family. I love my family. I say all of this with air quotes because, <laughs> you know, I didn't really fit in oh with my them. God, Yeah. <laughs> You know, but I owe them a lot. They, they, they saw me through, they looked the other way, they, they did what they could, you know, but it was never this kind of real understanding. I did what I could to understand them. And I don't really feel like they, they couldn't because of the religion, the religion right. says that you are not supposed to accept this sort of thing. You don't accept homosexuality. You don't accept creativity to a large extent, you know, to really religious Jews Art is is idol worship. Yeah, did you know that? I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. you do know that. Yeah. Right. So, not such a great thing for a boy of ten to be hearing that all the things he loves right. are evil, and you know what I mean. It wasn't such a great thing, um, and so I become very skeptical and almost like weirdly, what's the word? Bitter. I'm a little bitter about it, you know. But I think that's I think that's I think that's the right reaction, you know. Mm-hmm. It's human reaction. And I don't spend my life trying to change that. I don't, I don't right. run after my family trying to reconcile that because I did what I could, you know, and I don't really, I don't, honestly, it's not that interesting to, you know, after a minute mm-hmm. you go, Hey, this isn't, so, I like these people, but you know, I like these other people so much more. And, you know, it's like, I found the tribe. I found those people very early on, you know, those people in, in high school of performing arts. I still, I'm friends, I'm friends with them. And one of the first things we did in the pandemic between me and all of these friends that I, I grew up with in, in high school, we actually started this little society of, of, um, of rather regular kind of little cocktails, zoom cocktails, Ooh. like, Oh, over those first few months, we met every month or month and a half. It was really like, and these people, you know, these were the people, my people, you yeah, know, of course, of course. And those, those, that's my family. That's my family. You know, is your family still religious? They are still in. Oh my gosh. The they're thing? more religious than ever. My mother, <gasps> wow. not so much. Okay. My mother, not so much, but my sisters, my mother never was, you know, and that's the thing we weren't, we, we were sent to an Orthodox yeshiva mm. and our, and our temple was Orthodox, but it was Sephardic Orthodox. Mm. So you had like rabbis with, you know, like shirts open to their chests with oh like curly thighs <laughs> and you know like and, and powder blue like suits with packages disco like, rabbis we call them disco rabbis yeah, yeah. disco rabbis exactly yeah yeah and, um yeah and so it was very very confusing there was a lot of bait and switch <laughs> for like this poor unsuspecting you know little gay child Aww. little gay You as a kid, I want to like clutch you as a boy. I know we just (laughs) met, but like hearing you describe yourself, I just want to be that orthodox bosom that takes you in and also helps you because what a lovely teacher to also realize and to have the, I'll use the word seichel, to see you there and know this, this is a, a genius. 
right? Mm -hmm. Who shouldn't be here. And really, I feel like there are so many stories. Hearing you talk about your family is so interesting because I don't think a lot of people even who feel that way are kind of brave enough to say what you just said. And, you know, and I love my family, etc. But it is true. Like, I am very different. I have a sibling. We could not like DNA wise, we are film negatives of each other other than being tall and wide like that is all we have in common you know and it's it's a funny thing because it's like how do you then connect you want to connect with this person because you you know it's your family for god's sake and you love them you grew up with them but it you know when there's so little in common it's hard and it's like you try to find the things that work but sometimes it is hard and i i've never i never really talk about it because also i don't want to hurt anyone's feelings you know what i mean but it's um it's an interesting thing to hear you talk about yeah you know, honestly, the good thing is that between my sisters and I, we do have an understanding, you know, and so I don't I'm not too worried about hurting their feelings because I know they love me. I know they keep telling me how much they love me. You know, yeah. it's like, but, you know, still, it just is too kind of it's too tangled up with too many things right. that I'm supposed to that I'm supposed to like sort of just accept at face value, like, you know, like the homosexuality, they, 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 they know my husband, they like my husband, they love my husband, but you know, they, 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 it's really hard. We, they can't have us in their house. Really? That little, yeah. No. Really. I mean, we've been invited, we were invited, we've been invited to like events outside the house, like in catering halls or, you know, temples or whatever. But I mean, you know, and I've been invited to the house a million times, but they never go like, oh, bring Arnold or something. <gasps> oh, that's it's horrible. funny. It's, it's more that, but it's, it's really not aggressive. It's just tacit. It's like, I'm supposed to understand that this is not right. You know what I mean? And they love him and they say they love him. So it just, it's a little bit fucked up, you know, uh, Michelle, it's a little, up. but I don't, honestly, I've come to terms with it and I feel like they must understand at this point, you know, so oh, I'm yeah. not hurting feelings i am just and but you know i will i want to between us like we should maybe make a pact me and you right like we're going to go into the world and tell the truth about all this until nobody feels bad about it anymore even the people who should feel bad about that you know well it's like (laughs) they still should you know so we should start a club we should (laughs) start a like we hate families we hate we hate families (laughs) we hate orthodox (laughs) jews sorry i love orthodox jews oh my god listen isaac when I go to Israel, because my mother actually is from Tel Aviv, when I go to Israel, I fly on Shabbos. I'm like, I only go to Israel on oh, Saturday, totally. period. I will not go during oh, the week. Exactly. Got it. We're <laughs> the same person. We're the same. I Listen, I don't, I don't need, first of all, you can't get overhead compartments when you fly with Orthodox because of the hats. The whole thing is freaking hats. And I'm like, listen, I have a carry on too. He knows what I'm saying. Anyway, um, I, By the listen, way, I love how you, I love how you assume I go to Israel on the regular. Okay. <laughs> I knew you didn't. But also, listen, at the pool, I'm in Miami now where I'm from and I'm staying in, you know, they all the gated complexes in Miami. So it's like kind of a nice but kind of shitty apartment complex. And there are a ton of Orthodox that have come here. I think I talked about it last week and they get in the pool. Listen, there are people. So I feel like we can talk about it. If I heard someone else say it, I would lose my mind. But this is like our DNA. These women come there. The husbands are the disco rabbis, gut out, hairy. I mean, my eyes are two empty eye sockets like burned out of the skull and then these ladies who are olive oil in weight i mean maybe a a teaspoon of hummus a day in their full skirts long sleeve shirts the head wraps going in the pool i'm going now hold on a minute here 
are, are we doing laundry here? Like what? I don't like personally. Right. I don't like the clothes in the pool. That bothers me. Like a bathing suit. One thing. It's just bad. Bad. It's not okay. And then what it looks like coming out. It oh, looks like, you know, uh, shape of water, shape of water, fish man. You don't even know. I have totally. seen things. <laughs> that I swear. I pray not to see you again. Um, but talking now about fashion, you know, I'm so professional. Are you shocked at how professional I am on this podcast? <laughs> I know you are. We were, weren't we? we were talking about fashion. That was a really good segue. <laughs> Congratulations. Listen, I'm always on it. And I know we both, I have a Botox appointment. You have other places yeah. to be. So I get it. But I recently, you know, we're going through this like recession, there's inflation, all these things happening. And I've discussed with friends that I feel like the quality of fashion and forget fast fashion, I'm talking either the quality has gotten horrendous or the prices have quadrupled. There's like no middle ground. I remember you did a line for Target, right? You're for Target. Best line. You made size 11 shoes. I always bought them. Isaac, your number one customer, babe. Size 11s. You were phenomenal stuff and beautiful stuff. Like you wouldn't necessarily know that it was a Target thing. It looked expensive and nice. Now you go to Target and it's Waco, Texas, you know, and it's I'm not I love Target, but it's like a cult shit going on there. So my question is, what's happening? Why is fashion like this? Talk to me. Um, Well, you know, right now, I got to tell you more than anything, more than fashion, more than design, more than any of those other considerations. You have this thing called supply chain, which is really everybody's business, um, you know, because they can't get stuff in order to refresh stuff in order to sell stuff. So that's one thing you have to talk about. But I don't honestly, darling, I have to say, I don't really understand fashion. I know what I do, which is, you know, my collections that I do for like, you know, brick and mortar, my collection that I do for QVC. We love. I don't really do that couture stuff anymore because I'm much, much more than you. You're confused by stuff that's out there at yeah. the store, at H&M, at Zara, at Saks, whatever. And I'm confused at the public image of fashion. I'm so confused by like, you know, by the sex clown thing that happens at the Met every first Monday of May, as they say. And I'm, I'm so confused by that, like what people actually think is okay or not okay, fabulous. You know, right. what people went to these events and I think are the, they're not, they're, it's not so much, you know, because the thing is, it's the Costume Institute that hosts this thing at the Met, but it's not a costume ball. Right. Right. Like the Oscars or something or... Or, you know, people don't, people dress sort of in this dignified way, I guess, to the Oscars and to, um, and to Golden Globes, uh, Emmys, awards. Yeah. But it's become this like crazy consideration and people actually don't, it's, it's a completely soulless world. Mm. Even when you watch, well, I mean, it, it started with like Sex in the City and how all we were so in love with Sarah Jessica Parker and all of those outfits like every five minutes and it was heaven and we loved it. But I think everyone took it a little bit too seriously. Yes. And now if you're a girl, you can't wear the same thing ever again. You have to wear it once and put it in storage or burn it. Or Thank something, you. You know, and I yes. don't understand that. It's like for me, if you have style, you collect these things that you continue to use and care for and love like they're actual, you know, and you try not to gain or lose too much weight. So they continue to fit. You know, I'm from the school where you buy a, a suit on Savile Row, you know, a, a $12,000 suit on Savile Row in tweet, and it stays with you your whole life. Mm. Like that's it. I mean, sadly, a lot of my suits don't fit, you know? Well, 
also men have it much easier than women because you can wear the same tweed thing until it's a single thread and no one says anything. Whereas, but like if you go back in time a little bit and you talk to the incredible style icons that we loved so much, like Mrs. Guest and Mrs. Paley and Mrs. Guinness and Mrs. Hawks and all those wonderful women, you know, yes, they dressed and they dressed, they dressed, but they also had a Mamboche suit that they loved and they wore and they wore. And it's like, oh, there she is in her Mamboche suit. You know what I mean? Yes. It, it, it was a kind of a like a dignified language in those days. And it isn't so dignified anymore. Now it's just over the top. And I, I guess that's my beating against the doors of innovation and, and progress. I like I like dignity and I like integrity better than I like eye popping sort of, you sure. know, over the top headlines. You know, it's like personally. Well, personally. I mean Clearly, look, Instagram, TikTok, social media has made it so that you cannot wear the same thing again. I I wore a gown this weekend that I love, a very classic. I wore Armani, very pretty black velvet. And I'm like, now what? I can't be photographed in it again. I mean, I could shorten it like Marge Simpson with her Chanel suit and uh-huh. wear it again. That's, that's what I was kind of thinking to do with it. But it's like, it was not cheap. And now I don't. And the other thing is resale. I went off on a whole rant this morning about the real real and how they fuck everybody over. They'll give you $8 for something that costs you three grand. And I know that like I didn't have to go there but we fall into the trap of thinking well this is a one you know one in a million piece <laughs> like I'm gonna get so much money well, I, a friend of mine just yeah. lost a ton of weight she was already like a 10 and now she's like a four and I don't oh understand why she didn't jealous she's gorgeous she's me too jealous she's gorgeous and she's got a lot of clothes and she said she sold all of her clothes and she said the one thing that she made more money on than what she paid for it was the Chanel like all the Chanel just went fortune and i was like wow mm. you know so there's a reason to buy chanel that's the only that's the only thing that and uh, birkin bags are the only things they say invest right. in those over stocks because they're going up uh it's true but i agree with you and for me listen you know my issue because i'm a tall girl and you know i wear a lot of black i wear and people on my comments even everyone has the thing where's color where's color i'm going look if i put a yellow dress on i tried one on an air dem yellow frilly frock I looked ridiculous. I looked like Ringling Brothers. It was not for well, me. I'm like, it's not me. No. Darling, that's us looking at it. There's a whole new bunch of eyes looking at stuff. So, and that's another conversation that I'm not sure we have time for. Uh-oh. But Sorry. just to give you a little bit, just to give you a little bit of, 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 of maybe a shot in the arm here. Yeah. Feel a little bit better about this. You know, there were times when Linda Evangelista would come in for her fittings on seasons where she wasn't as thin. And she would say to me, Isaac, I can't wear the light colors. See? You're going to have to dress me in the dark colors. And I'm like, sweetie, taken care of, done. Everything you have in the show is black or navy or dark brown. <laughs> I call it North Korean chic. That's my look. I'm like, look, Kim Jong-il would love everything I have. I go to Koss. I put on an oversized tent with a collar. I'm stunning. Like, that's all there is to it. Um, I see. I feel very connected to you, Isaac Mizrahi. I know you have to go soon. I also have Botox. I want to remind you. But uh, Third Bird, I want to make sure everyone goes to see this. I'm going to be in New York next month. I want to come. You uh, should. It's third, fourth, and fifth. And there are two shows each of those days. So it's six shows. Six. Yes, that's it. Only six shows. That's the only six shows. Oh, no. People mm-hmm. have to buy tickets. And by the way, the tickets are very reasonably priced. It's also for kids. You recommended yeah, for yeah. ages five and older. Um, right. It's. I'm very excited. I'm definitely going to come see it. And I have to say that the fact that you know Nico for so long, because he's, he's a staple character in my college 
upbringing. You know, him and his clogs. Juilliard, tell me where you went to college. I went to Barnard. He was at Columbia. So we were at the same year there and he may be younger than me, but um, yeah, it just made me feel warm inside. So everybody go buy tickets right now to Third Bird at the Guggenheim. Only six performances. Isaac, I'm going to get tickets. It's my college reunion. Yeah. I'm well, really you know, you can probably get comped being press and having done this interview. Like you probably get tickets for nothing, darling. So please. I know, but I'm a sensitive Jew. I like to pay. <laughs> like they're $30. <laughs> it's not like, it's not like, you know, Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster for $600. Okay. Meanwhile, I'm like 30 bucks. I will contact your representative. That is, that's a little <laughs> steep, a little steep. Follow <laughs> Isaac on Twitter at Isaac Mizrahi and on Instagram uh, at I'm Isaac Mizrahi. Isaac, I, I know you have to go, but please come to Radio Andy one day. I just adore you. I'm such a fan of your hey, I love this. This is really fun. You're darling. Thank oh, you. Thanks, so- Isaac. Thank you. Haksameach. Uh, so long. For something. Forever. Exactly. Something. Air kisses. Bye, uh, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, Bye. Isaac. Bye. Thank you. Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production, executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores, and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at midnightsnack at earwolf.com. For more of me, tune into The Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.